it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome back, everybody, to the Future Brew Podcast right here on maizeandbrew.com, talking Michigan football and basketball recruiting. My name is Vaughn Lozon, your host tonight. I'm riding solo for one more week. John Simmons will be back with us next week. The long-awaited return of John Simmons to Future Brew. I am excited to have him back and I'm sure that you guys will be excited to hear someone else's voice other than mine for uh, the next podcast and hopefully the foreseeable future. I'm excited to get John back. But uh, until then, we are going to talk about Michigan football recruiting today. That is the hot topic with the game between Michigan and Ohio State coming up this weekend at the big house. I'll be down in Ann Arbor with the Blue by 90 podcast gentlemen posting up, uh, tailgating, and all of that stuff. So if you want information on that, uh, we will have it on the website later this week uh, as as far as where you can find us tailgating and, you know, drinks aplenty. We'll have some maize and brew gear for you guys if you want it, and I'm excited to get out there and see everybody. But from the recruiting aspect of things, this is going to be an important game for Michigan. Uh, There's bottom line we've been talking about this for gosh I mean it seems like weeks it seems like months at this point there are going to be plenty of top targets on campus this weekend for this game as there usually is for both Michigan and for Ohio State I'm sure some of the recruits want to get in and check out the Buckeyes as well so John Simmons who I just alluded to he is going to be putting out a full visitors list uh, on maizebrew.com later this week. It'll probably be posted on Friday just so we get all of the 
submissions, the additions and subtractions all uh, all together. And we try to make it as accurate and clear as possible for you guys. So that is going to be posted Friday. What we're going to do today, we're going to just go through a couple of those guys very briefly. We're going to stick to 2022 because there are a ton of guys in 2023 who are going to be on campus. And quite frankly, I just don't have time to go through all of those, especially by myself. I'm going to wear my voice out as it is. But I want to talk about this immediate class, this 2022 class, the guys who are going to be in Ann Arbor this weekend for the big game uh, that decides the Big Ten East division, who goes to Indianapolis. It sure would be sweet to see Michigan in Indianapolis for the first time um, ever. They've never been to the Big Ten championship game since its uh, uh, founding, um, probably about a decade or so ago, or close to it at this point. So It it all really starts at the top of the list with Domani Jackson, and we've talked about him plentiful on the podcast, on the website. I talked with EJ Holland about Domani a few weeks ago. He is about as locked in to this recruitment as any recruiting reporter out there. He's done a phenomenal job, and if you didn't check out our podcast or missed it a few weeks ago, go check out that podcast uh, with EJ Holland from on three uh, from the Wolverine. He's got really good Intel on Domani. So this recruitment, it really seems at this point is going to come down to two things for Michigan, because his three finalists right now, he decommitted a few weeks ago from USC. His three finalists are still USC. It's Michigan and it's Alabama. He visited Alabama a few weeks back and obviously was very impressed by that visit. They knocked it out of the park from what I've been told in terms of the NIL pitch and clearly their development of specifically the cornerback position, let alone all of the other positions that they have in the NFL right now. Um, they, they just knocked it out of the park and it's Alabama. They're a powerhouse for a reason. Alabama is Alabama. It's hard to compete. So Michigan has to do two things on Saturday. To even have a chance, one, they have to, at the very least, be competitive in this game. If they get mollywhopped like they have the last few times, if it's another 62 to 39 game and they have Travion Henderson rush for five touchdowns like Kareem Walker or Kareem Walker, look at me, Kenneth Walker, like Kenneth Walker did uh, about a month ago then you can probably kiss this one goodbye. It's it's do or die. So they, they have to keep it close. If it's a touchdown, if it's 10 points, I don't really see it affecting this recruitment with Domani too much. The second thing that they have to do is they have to get together and they have to pitch the hell out of this NIL that they've got going on. Now, there have been talks for what seems like an eternity at this point, that Michigan is going to have this amazing name, image, and likeness pitch, and that they're going to revamp the NIL pitch that they have to all of the recruits, and it's gonna they're going to blow everybody away. It's going to be uh, a grand slam NIL pitch. So I don't know if they have that at this point. If they have that together, And if they're able to keep it close against Ohio State or, and this is a big if, if 
they beat Ohio State. <gasps> it, it is possible. It happened. I, I witnessed it 10 years ago. It is possible. I was at the big house for that game. So it can be done. Will it be done? That's up to them to decide that. If all of that happens, Michigan will have a chance with Domani Jackson at the end of the day. He wants to enroll early. He wants to sign early. Everything is going to be done within the next few weeks for a lot of recruits in this 22 class. Domani Jackson being one of them. So Michigan, if you are Jim Harbaugh, you know exactly what you have to do to get Domani Jackson, to get him to sign his letter of intent and come to Ann Arbor. Keep it close or win, knock it out of the park with that NIL, and you'll be good to go. Uh, and it certainly helps that you've got a guy like Will Johnson, your five-star corner, in your corner for you. And J.J. McCarthy is obviously one of the best recruiters since I've been covering Michigan football recruiting. One of the best recruiters for Michigan when he was a recruit, and he continues to do so during his time in Ann Arbor as a player. So it, it is going to be a tall order, but it can be done. I would put Michigan's chances with Domani Jackson at about 10%. I, I think they've got a chance. It, it's a slim chance. I think if, if I were a betting man today, I would wager my money on Alabama just because of everything that they have from the development, the NIL, I mean, his quarterback, if he goes to Alabama, Bryce Young, is reportedly making seven figures as a first-year starting quarterback. So there's that. Who knows how much these Michigan players are making at this point? Cade, there's no way. I Look, as, as much as I like Cade, there's no way he's making a mill. Not a chance. Maybe McCarthy at some point next year, but it, it's just, it, it's not happening. Right now, at least. So Michigan has to anchor down in that aspect of recruiting moving forward, but specifically with Domani Jackson. Now, moving on, I want to talk about Deion Walker. And I know you're probably, whether you're in your car listening to this on your way to work or you're at home, whatever you're doing, and I appreciate you listening, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, you're probably thinking, Vaughn, come on, man. I mean, you've been talking about Dion Walker for months. And I would rebuttal by saying, yeah, you're right. I certainly have been. And there are a couple of reasons for that. He is at a premier position for the Wolverines in this class at the defensive tackle or defensive line, whatever you want to, whatever they end up doing. He's 6'6", 350. You figure it out. From Cass Tech, Detroit, Michigan, number 241 on the composite, number five in the state. So. Just off that alone, he is an important player in this class, and he remains uncommitted despite seven crystal balls as of today being in Michigan's favor. And Michigan offered him way back in the late spring of 2020, that year that uh, did it happen? Did the year 2020 happen? I don't know. They offered him back then. Things looked really good, right? He was visiting Ann Arbor routinely. He was very good friends with former defensive line commitment, Mario Ujino. And then Ujino decommitted um, what seems like he was forced to decommit. And that seems to have ruffled the feathers of Deion Walker just slightly. 
So he's been on campus since then, and he's going to be on campus this weekend for the game. But, and here's the big but here, is that he's going to be officially visiting Kentucky the weekend of December 10th. This is all according to 24-7 Sports' Josh Edwards. So with that in mind, this, this is looking very interesting. If you are a Michigan fan and you see a kid who is an in-state guy, has visited Ann Arbor more than any other school, has been out there as to saying, join us, you know, quote unquote, when talking about him reaching out to other prospects in the 2022 class, acting as if he's a Michigan commit. And he's been doing this for a little bit now because Eugenio decommitted uh, about a month or so ago at this point. And that's when Kentucky started to pick up a little steam here. And he also is coming off an official visit to Georgia. So a couple SEC schools getting into the picture for Deion Walker. Now, the optimist in me says, you know what? Despite all of this, Michigan is going to be in good position to land him no matter what. He has the relationship with Steve Klinkscale, who was recruiting him when he was at Kentucky. He has a good relationship with Jim Harbaugh, and he has a good relationship with the other assistant coaches who have been recruiting him routinely throughout this 2022 class. But the pessimist in me sees him visiting Georgia going to visit Kentucky a week before the early signing period begins. And I just go, Hmm, this is a tricky recruitment. I don't know what's going to happen here. I've tried to reach out to Dion multiple times throughout this 2022 class. And honestly, I, I have not talked with him at all. Haven't had the chance to, I've reached out to him for a couple opportunities, a couple articles that I was recruiting or writing for recruiting and just never heard back from him. So to me, this, this, there's a little bit of a fishy smell. However, I'm I'm not going to say Michigan's dead in the water just yet. It's clearly never a good thing to have one of the opposing schools recruiting him get the last visit before national signing day or the early signing period in December. You never want that, but he's seen Ann Arbor a ton. He has those relationships and it seems like he's built up a decent rapport with some of the other commitments in the class in Michigan's class as well. So I'm not going to count him out of the class. This is one of those where I am proceeding with caution at this point. I think that if I were a betting man, like I, like I was with Domani going to Alabama. If I were a betting man here, I wouldn't put any money into this recruitment. I, I wouldn't put, if I had 20 hypothetical dollars, I wouldn't put it on Michigan, wouldn't put it on Kentucky, wouldn't put it on Georgia. I would just leave it and see what happens. Because at this point, I mean, if you're a Vegas guy like I am, use DraftKings all the time, love it. If you're looking on DraftKings and you see them, Michigan minus 110, Georgia minus 110, Kentucky minus 110. I really don't think there's a clear leader here. I think this one is truly up in the air. 
This is one of the most intriguing recruitments for Michigan in this class. I'm genuinely uh, ecstatic, I guess is, is a word to use, to see where he ends up, just because I'm curious. I'm curious what happens, and I'm curious the reason why. So we're going to leave that be, but he will be on campus. <laughs> after, all, after all of what I just said, he will be in Ann Arbor this weekend for the game, and this is at least... At, at the very least, his third time in Ann Arbor for this, you know, since September, he was he was in Ann Arbor for the maze out. And he was actually at uh, the Michigan basketball game for the Seton Hall game last week. So there's that. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Moving on, I want to talk about one more guy, another Walker, Amorian Walker, the three-star wide receiver from the state of Louisiana. He is going to also be on campus this weekend for the Michigan-Ohio State game, uh, reportedly at the very least. We'll see if he actually ends up making it up. But, uh, you know, he was offered by Michigan back in June. And has taken a few visits around, even though he's been committed to Notre Dame for uh, quite a while, since March. And he's visited Alabama, visited LSU at one point, and visited Michigan for that maze out that I was just talking about that Deion Walker was at, that Washington game, back in September. And this one has been one of those recruitments where I thought, kind of like with Deion Walker, I thought this one would have been over already. I thought this one was trending in Michigan's favor uh, back when he visited originally. And a few crystal balls came in from uh, Sam Webb and, and my boy Bryce Merritt, who was also on the podcast recently. If you uh, missed that one, go check that one out too. He had a lot to say. We didn't talk about Amorian Walker, but uh, he had a lot to say about some of the other recruitments going on in 2022. But Amorian Walker is one that I think at this point, he's kind of become a must-get for Michigan, in my opinion, and here's why. Tyler Morris is a very nice wide receiver recruit, very nice prospect. He's a borderline top 100 guy on the composite on 24-7 sports, been committed for a long, long time. He's a very nice prospect. I like him a lot. He's, he's very Ronnie Bell-esque in that you can line him up wherever he's going to get open, very good with running routes, but he's coming off a torn ACL. And I you know, obviously a torn ACL is not what it used to be. 
kids are able to recover from those pretty quickly and come back stronger than ever. But with the way that the receiver position is going in this class, he, he's the only guy that they have after Tayshawn Trent decommitted and they need at least one more guy. At this point, I think they could roll with two wide receivers. I think they could. And they don't need to go out and get, a th- if they get Walker, they don't need to go out and get a third guy. They don't need Caleb Webb, the other guy that they are recruiting actively at the receiver position. They don't need him at that point. You're going to have Ronnie Bell back next year. You're probably going to have Dalen Baldwin back next year because he's been a ghost outside of the very first game and maybe a couple other here and there. I think he had a, a touchdown against Wisconsin, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments there. I would appreciate that. But I think he had that J.J. touchdown. He definitely had the J.J. touchdown in the Western game. But outside of that, Dalen Baldwin's kind of been a ghost. Um, and you're, like I said, you're going to get Ronnie Bell back. He's there. I, I don't foresee him leaving Ann Arbor on that note. He's too much of a gamer and he loves the program. He loves his teammates, loves his coaches. I don't think he would want to leave on that note. And I don't think his draft stock is as good as what he probably would have hoped for going into the season. I I thought he would have been a a mid-round guy, third, fourth, if he had a really nice year, fifth, somewhere in that range. But he's probably going to be back, right? You're going to have Cornelius Johnson back. You're going to have all these guys, Roman Wilson, AJ Henning, the true freshman, clearly you're going to have all these guys back. So if you only get one guy, a Morian Walker would be that guy for me. The, the size at six, four, 175 pounds. He's going to have to go through the strength and conditioning program, but at six, four with the speed that he has, he just seems like a guy that is too good to pass up and you need a guy like that, especially with Tyler Morris, your other receiver recruit in the class. He's at, he's six, six foot dead, even six foot. So you want to get one of those guys with a little bit more of a downfield threat, right? Guy that can really go down the field and he's a blazer. A Maureen Walker is he, he runs a 4.4 something 40. I don't have it pulled up in, uh, right in front of me, but he's quick. And that's why all these programs started offering him uh, in, in, in the summertime with Alabama, LSU, Michigan, clearly. Notre Dame was lucky to get him when they got him. Back in March, he was a, you know, he, he wasn't as big time as he is now. So he is becoming one of those must-get guys for me. I don't know how you guys feel about him. If, if you want to leave your thoughts in the comments, I would appreciate that with Amorian Walker, with any of these guys, really. Um, Certainly appreciate all of that support, the support in the comment section. We really do. Um, So leave your thoughts on him because I'm genuinely curious if you feel similarly to me, if you think that he is a musket type guy, because I think he is. I, I just don't see Michigan wanting to only take one wide receiver. It was just, it, it wouldn't be good. They've got two tight ends in the class. They're very talented very talented at the tight end position, especially Colston Loveland. My goodness, that guy is just, he's a beast. Could be a future all Big Ten guy. 
in my opinion. But yeah, they're they're going to need at least one more receiver, a Morian Walker for me, with just the athleticism, the ball skills that he has, the speed, the height, everything. I mean, you got to get him locked up because, like I said, outside of directly after the maze out when he visited for the first time, it, it seems like that visit high has worn off. And I thought he would have committed by now, but it just hasn't happened for whatever reason. And he has visited Notre Dame since then as well, visited them for their USC game. I believe it was back in October. And uh, you, you just got to get him, get him on campus, get him locked in, get that letter of intent in December and move on because at this point uh, they're going to need some other positions as well. Josh Connerly along the offensive line, uh, Keonta Goodwin along the offensive line, another five-star who's also going to be visiting for this game reportedly. You got to lock up a few more of these top targets. And with the way that this class has gone uh, at a couple positions, really quarterback and safety are the ones that pop out to me. You got to get them locked in. You don't want to be fooling around waiting until February like they did a couple cycles ago with Dan Valari at the quarterback position. Uh, I, I could name a few others. They've 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 struggled a little bit, but they did finish very strong last year in the February signing period. But it did take until February. Uh, you're not always going to be as fortunate as you were to get George Rooks and Rayshon Benny and Ike Awana all in that February period. And it's just not how it's going to go every single cycle. You're going to swing and miss. Sometimes you're going to get some guys. So hopefully for Michigan's sake, uh, they, they get one more receiver. And I would certainly hope Walker is that guy. I, I, I really, that's going to do it for me. Uh, I, I will leave the rest of the recruiting visitors list for John Simmons in his pot, uh, article, which will be posted on mazeandbrew.com on Friday. So go check that out. If you are trying to recover from your Turkey hangover uh, on Friday morning, that should, that's probably when it'll be posted. Um, So again, I really appreciate you all for listening. Thank you for listening to only me, me and only me this week. Uh, Once again, we're going to get John Simmons back next week. Thank the Lord. I have missed that man. He is a pivotal part to our recruiting team, always pumping out all the best recruiting articles. And and he and his voice are just tremendous uh, to this podcast and and to Maze and Brew in general. So I'm eager to hear his voice again. I am. I'm ready. And uh, I I hope you guys are, too. So for now, uh, have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy your time with your family and enjoy your turkey or you know, whatever your favorite Thanksgiving dish is. I love turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, some corn, some stuffing, some of those King's Hawaiian rolls. Man, those those are just incredible. And uh, some pumpkin pie. Throw some pumpkin pie in there, too, while you're at it. <laughs> in the meantime of all of that, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Follow Maze and Brew, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, just search Maze and Brew. You'll find it. Uh, give our YouTube channel a subscription as well. The Blue by 90 podcast and the Brewcast 
get posted on our YouTube channel. Two great podcasts. Certainly happy to have the Blue by 90 boys on um, on Maze and Brew. It's been phenomenal. Uh, those are some great guys. Again, we're going to be tailgating out in Ann Arbor on Saturday. Come out and uh, enjoy some some Trulies with us. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have some some booze and some uh, all the good stuff. Really, I mean the 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 drinks will be poured early in the morning. So come on out. Would love to see you and uh, root on the maize and blue and be sure to give us five-star reviews. Um, all of that good stuff, all the SB nation podcasts, all the maize and brew podcasts. We really appreciate it as always. So we will be back next week. Like I said, with John Simmons and I am eager to have that man back and I hope you guys are too. But until then I have been Vaughn Lozon site manager for maize and brew. We'll be back next week. Go blue.